On today's Locked on Jayhawks, we have a bonus episode. That's what this is right here. KU basketball just self-imposed some sanctions headed into the 2022-23 to season. Let's discuss. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well on Rock Chalk Sports Talk from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday on KLWN and Lawrence. We're going to spend a lot of today discussing this. So I wanted to get a bonus episode out here for Locked On Jayhawks with the big news for KU basketball. And that would be in regards to KU basketball imposing some sanctions headed into the 2022-23 season for the case stemming back five or six years ago. Feels like forever ago at this point in time. Now, here's what everything that is going to go into that is going to be. There's going to be a four-game suspension for head coach Bill Self and assistant coach Curtis Townsend that is going to be served at the start of the regular season. So uh, the Pittsburgh State exhibition game tomorrow night, it won't be served as of yet for that. The first four games of the season, obviously that overcomes the Champions Classic, but uh you know, I hey, if I impose the self-sanction too, I'd be like, no, I have to be back for the trip to the Bahamas. So they'll be back for that big uh, tournament in the Bahamas, but they'll they'll miss the Champions Classic game, which certainly that'll be a talking point on the broadcast. But I can't wait. Jay Billis is going to be like blasting the NCAA during the broadcast when they bring it up, not in terms of maybe how they, you know, what punishments or whatever it would be, but just in terms of why is this taking so long? Uh, the speed on this is is just so slow, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the second part of this, the absence of Bill Self and Curtis Townsend from all off-campus recruiting-related activities for four months, which that already occurred. If you remember, there was the report that came out that they weren't out at the different uh, like circuit events to recruit and whatnot. So that occurred from April through July of 2022. The reduction of four official visits during this academic year and in 2023 to 2024. I don't know what the number of official visits that they're allowed to have, but it'll be four less for this year and for next year. The reduction of three total scholarships in men's basketball to be distributed out over the next three years. So I don't know if because of how that's termed, if basically they could have one year where it's like, hey, we're going to have two less scholarships this one year, and then the other two years, uh, we just have to have one less scholarship one of the years because it's a little hard. You're not going to pull someone's scholarship over this this year just to to reduce that number. So I, I don't know if it'll just be a you know lose one scholarship each of the next three years, or like I said, maybe you just whittle it down that in a couple of years it's two, and, and next year it's one less scholarship than normal. And that's not totally different than than we've seen in certain years where KU's maybe only had 12 scholarship players on the team so uh but it'll certainly be interesting with recruiting and you can't really fill up as much and make it maybe as deep as as you would hope as maybe like this year's or last year's team or some other teams that that we've seen uh the implementation of a six-week ban on recruiting communications a six weeks ban on unofficial visits and a 13-day reduction in the number of permissible recruits day, uh, day recruiting days during the 2022 to 23 calendar year. There are going to be no official visits for late night in the fog or weren't for 2022. Um, so there's all of the details that the KU sent out about the self-imposed sanctions that they are going to have. Let's get into what this means, why this is important, all that stuff in just a second here. But first, this episode of Locked on Jayhawks is brought to you 
by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting and basketball season starting up here in, you know, first KU men's basketball game on Monday for the regular season, Pitt State game for the exhibition on Thursday. Find all of the latest player development, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis of every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, college football, college basketball, and even golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. The KU line keeps going their way up to like two points now is all they're getting against Oklahoma State. So, uh, who knows? Maybe that'll bounce back up to around three or three and a half by the time we get to Friday or Saturday, and you can uh, take it with a little bit better number there. Bet online where the game starts. KU dealing with self-imposed sanctions here, and this uh, reason why they would do this, I guess, is the first thing, because obviously KU has fought this so hard, fought this tooth and nail. We've seen other schools like North Carolina be successful fighting the NCAA and not giving in. And then you have the flip side of that, a school like Oklahoma State, who didn't fight the NCAA and, and played ball with them, and they were kind of screwed over. So uh, it is a little bit different for KU after all these years of fighting back to now be giving in a little bit. But I think what it signals to me is they're ready for this to be done. They've been ready for this to be done for a little bit of time now, especially now after getting the national title this past year, where even if they do get you know, some sort of punishments. Now having that second title in their back pocket makes you feel better about what's going to happen here. Now, who knows what the NCAA takes as far as this goes, but the point is KU wants this to be done. KU wants to be out of this shadow where they can, you know, start because as, as great as it has been for building long-term winners and whatnot for Bill Self, having players that maybe are the higher end four stars of sticking in the program. I think the ideal roster construction in terms of how you put it together for Bill Self is always going to be the like 2016-17 Kansas team, right? Where you have a bunch of veteran players. Frank Mason is a senior. Devontae Graham is a junior. Landon Lucas is a senior down low. But you're able to maybe add one or two freshman recruits that can really add kind of some flavor and, and talent to a team like Josh Jackson did. Where you're able to maybe get one of those top five guys and a couple other guys that can be building blocks long term, as opposed to right now, all building block guys where, yes, that could work long term. But we've also seen some quote-unquote down years for, for KU and Bill Self where maybe they've gotten a four-seed or have been bounced in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I think that is the ideal makeup. And so to get those top five kids, the top ten kids, you don't see maybe as many. Like I know Quentin Grimes a couple years ago was a commit. Uh, but outside of that, you, you haven't seen as many really. Uh, you just go back to like Josh Jackson. That's where the biggest impact of this has come. It hasn't affected their recruiting and getting the top end four stars and maybe some lower end five stars. Like those kids have still come in for KU and Bill Self with the tremendous job they've done on the recruiting trail. But that's one reason. And then the other thing is you you just it's not just the recruiting like you just want to be done with this. This is it's annoying. It's it's hung on for over five years now. It just needs to be done at this point. So if this speeds up the process, I think that's the ultimate goal for KU. Obviously, as far as the, the short term, you feel like Norm Roberts will fill in just fine as the head coach for those four games. You should win at least three of them anyway. And now if you lose to Duke, there's kind of like a built-in excuse for losing the game once we get to March. And you're talking about resumes. And if Duke and Kansas are in competition for the same seed line, you're like, well, Duke beat them. But Bill Self wasn't the coach in that game. Um and who knows, Joe Dooley, who just got brought back, like maybe he'll be on the bench for a game like this or Jeremy Case or Brady Morningstar kind of can see what they're all about with uh, that sort of stuff. As far as the recruiting goes, 
uh, without, you know, less days to uh, have communication or, or less visits or whatnot. They already have three commits for the class of 2023. So that shouldn't have a big hindrance on that. And then you also look at the loss of scholarships. They've had other years where they've played with like 12 scholarship guys. So not a huge deal with any of these. Who knows how the NCAA takes all this stuff. Um, we'll talk about that in just a second here. But first, this episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. It's getting to that time of year, warm inside, cold outside, although today kind of a beautiful day outside as well. And you're going to be hanging out inside all day. You're wearing probably you know, a sweater or something because it might be a little bit cooler outside. And then all of a sudden you lift your arms up, you got pit stains, you might smell bad. You don't want that to happen, whether you're around your coworkers, whether you're coming home, whether you're going to a date after work, right? You don't want any of that to happen. So use sweat block. Sweat block wipes are a must have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block, save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com also available on Amazon. So how will the NCAA take all this? Because again, this is basically KU saying we want to speed this up. We want to get this thing over with. We want to end it all fast. And they are punishments that are going to hurt KU. But also, none of these are things that I think are going to just be like a death sentence for KU, right? The NCAA could take this one of two ways. They could take this as, hey, you're you're starting to get punishment. Like, um, let's just speed this up. Let's end this thing. Like, you're taking responsibility now. They could also view it as, hey, we gave you, I forget if it's three or five level one violations. It's been so long at this point. And be like, these punishments aren't enough. And now you're accepting blame for what you've done. So what if we just view it as, okay, you're accepting blame, you need to be punished more. I don't know what they'll do with that. Certainly, you would think as, as far as punishments on the table, you always hate the, the postseason bans. Like, it's just so stupid to punish the kids now. Like, none of the kids on the team now had anything to do with, with the guys on, on the team and whatnot from 2017 and, and everything. So um, you would just think that it would be more coach centered if they do add more punishments like maybe more uh suspensions for for coaches or whatnot maybe other scholarship or uh recruiting losses for for KU um maybe you would even have a for for the Silvio de Sosa or whatever Billy presses out like maybe you would have a loss of wins or have to vacate the 2018 final four like that might be on kind of the the higher end of things and then the highest end would be a, a postseason ban but that is the biggest thing that KU is trying to avoid. They have the long tournament streak. You're looking to defend back-to-back. -back. There is a precedent if, hypothetically, the NCAA came out with, uh, hey, you're going to be suspended from the postseason this year. UNLV was suspended from the postseason the year after they won the title, and they were able to appeal it and get the ban to come the year after so that they could try to defend their title run. I don't know if that would be something that would interest Kansas because you've lost a lot of your players from a season ago. And who knows if that even happens? I'm not even saying that's going to happen. That would be on the higher end of outcomes to go against you. But that's basically the one thing you're trying to avoid. You're trying to avoid the postseason ban the most. You're trying to avoid the, the vacation of the 2018 final four and loss of wins that would put you back behind Kentucky for the most winningest program in the NCAA. Everything after that is just very manageable, and that's what KU is hoping to do. They're hoping to do it at a speedy pace, and that is what this means that it came out. So we'll see how the NCAA handles that. But uh, that'll do it for this bonus episode of Locked on Jayhawks. We're still going to get back to it tomorrow with our normal episode of Scott Chasen. 
maybe we'll talk a little bit about this. We're going to preview some KU basketball and maybe some uh, KU football stuff with Scott as well in his worst coaching decisions of the week. If you have anything you'd like for the show to talk about or want to follow along in the action, you can reach out at D Johnson Radio on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or now on YouTube. So you're getting all the latest with Locked on Jayhawks. That'll do it for today's episode. Have a good rest of your day. I'll see some of you on RCST to discuss this more and plenty other later today.